Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. We're the fantasy football show that gives you a peek inside the life and times of our dynasty league. I'm your host, Mike. And this week, on with me as always, is my friend, Andrew. And this week, it's week 15. It is the last week of our regular season. It's coming down to the wire. There are five teams vying for the last playoff spot. To help us talk through this week's challenges on this Wednesday night, December 14th, is one of those finalists, our fellow league mate, Juan, a.k.a. 1-2-Tree, formerly known as SHSend31. We're not going to get into the semantics of the name change, maybe later. Um, Juan and Andrew, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. How about you, Juan? How are you doing? I'm doing good, too. Trying to stay warm. Oh, you can't say that to us. <laughs> oh, jeez. <Yeah. laughs> Mr. California here is trying to stay warm. Yeah. Man, it's like 40 degrees over here. I'm used to 70s. We're not like... Oh, wow. That is pretty cold for you yeah. guys. Yeah, the high is 40-something right now, I think. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's almost snow weather. Yeah, well, I guess by the end of tonight, they said it should be below freezing. But, like, what is it, 31 or 32 degrees freezing? I think it's, like, supposed to be 30 degrees or something. Wow. Wow. Okay. For you guys, yes, that is that is cold. It is cold. Yeah. Um, we're we're right about that during the middle of the day. Yeah, this yeah. is your guys' in summer, from what I heard. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's chilly. Okay, we are in a bit of a heat spell up here right now. It got warm the last couple of days, which has been nice. We were in the deep freeze, and uh, to give you an idea how cold it was for those couple of days. Um, I have a work pass that I wear in a lanyard around my neck. It's what allows me to get in and out of some of our buildings. It's encased with a, just a little plastic sleeve, right? That's all it is. That past plastic sleeve, uh, I was outside just shoveling my driveway before I left for work. It snapped in the cold in half. It just cracked, gone. Man. That's how cold it was. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Good stuff. When plastic freezes and cracks, you know what's cold. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, guys. Um, Juan, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Yeah, what uh, our breakdown, right? Yeah, over the summer. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing a, to doing a follow up at the end of the year to see how our bold predictions panned out. Yeah, mine's mine's doing decent so far. All right, man. So, so what else is going on in your life? Uh, I do recall you uh, you also took a trip to Disneyland with your family yeah. recently, last couple months. Yeah, we went. Um, what? A week ago, I think it was for my youngest daughter's birthday. We went right. uh, two days. Daughter loved it, so she awesome. wants to go back. Fantastic! That's a good time. What was her favorite ride? Her favorite ride was uh, the Matterhorn, actually, and she barely was like at the height to get on it. Yeah. And most of the ride, she spent it like with her eyes closed, covering her face. The whole time, and then she like yells, she wants to do it again. So we ra- rode that like three times. Oh wow! Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Is it, uh, is that the relatively new? No, that's not a new one, is it? No, no, that's I've never been there. Yeah, it's, it's a it's basically a bobsled version of like a snowy mountain ride. But um, okay, I heard they're no, they're closing Splash Mountain and they're going to redo Splash Mountain. So. Oh, that'll make my kids happy. They hated that ride. Yeah, I tried, to get, I tried to get my daughter to ride it, and I messed up, and I showed her the drop before we got on it, and she's like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to ride that no more. <laughs> so, we wrote everything It wasn't else, so much the, the drop that did my kids in. It was the getting wet part. That's what ruined them. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I kind of didn't want to do it because we went. It was cold. Like, it got cold by the end of the night. So, we're going to be wet all day. It was cloudy. So, you weren't going to dry. Yeah. So yeah, that would that would that would that would suck toward the end of the day. But I mean, if you if if you hit it in the middle of summer on a really hot day and you yeah. got there first thing in the morning, that would be so refreshing. And yeah, yep. mm-hmm. I remember doing it like that when I was in high school. That we went for like a grad night event or something like that. And it's midsummer, like June, July, when you graduate over here, almost. So yeah, we did that and we were good. You're in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. All right. So anything else going on in your life? Anything new and exciting? Not much. Not much. Still the same stuff. Still dealing with Donnie at work. Oh, I got to see Donnie running around at work like a lost puppy almost. Like deer in a headlight look because they put him to do something that he wasn't used to doing. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it, it was a funny look. He left He left really quick. <laughs> yeah, the moment they gave him the chance to leave, he's like, yeah, I'm out. I, I don't I'm, out. I'm done. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Um, you were trying to get him to uh, to join us tonight. Do you know what happened? Couldn't make it. He, Crazy going well, to bed. I think his wife does really, really good cookies that like uh, we've bought, I think two or three times from her. She makes like these really nice cookies. I think we posted pictures before. Yeah, yeah. She okay. makes these really good cookies, and uh, he said that she had a lot of orders for this Christmas time. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, he said he was helping her get a bunch of stuff ready, and I'm probably sure he's probably entertaining his daughter. So. Yeah. he's understand. a good man he's a good man yeah probably yeah. having a beer or two while he does it so. mm-hmm. Probably. we'll have to uh we'll have to dunk on him later yeah okay well it's uh it's week 15 as i mentioned uh both for us in fantasy and in real life football so i'm gonna hit you guys with some news i'm gonna start things off with my desktop news calendar uh this comes all the way from 1949 chicago bears quarterback johnny lujic flips six touchdown passes in a 52-21 trouncing of the Chicago Cardinals on a drizzly day at Wrigley Field. One of the highest paid players in the NFL with an annual salary of $20,000, Luja completes 24 passes <laughs> in 40 attempts for 468 yards. Ken Cavanaugh catches two touchdowns of 17 yards and 37 yards and is matched by John Hoffman, six yards and 65 yards. George McAfee, 52 yards, and J.R. Boone, 18 yards. At, add one each. Wow. The Bears were, uh, were a pass-heavy team back in 1949. Wow. Yeah. Post-World War II. Some of these, none of these players would even answer their phone for $20,000 now, nowadays. No, yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you can't even afford to play football. So you pay me twenty grand. Yeah, yeah I, I, like guys, that's the CFL. Not <laughs> even they paid more than the CFL than that. I I remember, I think when we went to that Raiders Arizona game, I remember my wife asking me how much I think the Cowboys make or something like that, and we looked it up, and it was close to six figures almost for like some of those Cowboys and like the cheerleaders. I think are just over six figures. So yeah, you probably wow. wouldn't get anybody to go out there for twenty thousand now. No. You're you're not getting anybody except for like the one day a week guy. Yeah. Because like you know what? Like Bruce Buffer shows up for one game, twenty grand. Yep. There you go. That's what you're getting. And then you're getting two words out of me. Yeah. yeah. It's time. There we go. Yeah. Uh other news that we're gonna talk about more injuries happened this week. Um not surprising. It just seems to 
bodies just can't take it anymore. T Higgins was the big surprise uh, that burned me in a couple leagues. He was good to go. And then, and somehow in warm up, tweaked his hamstring and then played what one snap and it was done. Yeah, pretty much. That sucked. Uh, Kyler Murray, that one, that one really hurts me, particularly in our league. Poor man. Uh, he was my quarterback and now he's not. Now he's on IR. So, oh, I don't even think he plays next year. It's it's a serious injury, but next year he probably will be able to go. Okay, so let's just say he takes the year to rehabilitate. That means he can come back theoretically for week fifteen. There's only three weeks left. So depending on on where the Colts are, not the Colts, sorry, the Cardinals are in their run for the playoffs, there's a very good chance Kyler's not playing at all next year. Why would you bring him back and risk trying to uh, push him into, into service with a lost season? So, well, I don't know. Look at um, uh, what was that running back there um, that came back from the the Achilles? James Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. He had an Achilles tear. Uh, Marlon Mack did, but didn't yeah, but really. Did, but didn't he, didn't he come back uh, a lot quicker than everybody anticipated? Cam Akers? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it Cam Akers, Akers is yeah. the one I was thinking of. Yeah, but he's not really playing football. He's not really like, he's not playing football well. No, he's not. He's not. So, like, to me, Dante Foreman is playing football, but it's taken him, what, two, three years? to get back to the point where he's had another shot to try and play, play football at a high level where he's relevant. Um, So yeah, uh, Achilles tears to me are like career enders, depending on your position. Achilles tears, everyone comes back from those. Thankfully, this is Kyler Murray's first ACL tear. And I do suspect he's going to be back. He'll be, he'll be okay, but not next year. I, I, I don't think he'll, he'll come back and play next year at all. Unless they're they're in the playoffs and Maybe. they're going to try and acclimate them in, but even then, if you have a working system that got you to the playoffs, why would you try and disrupt that? True, true. I, the, the the one fear that I have with him going forward, he might not be the running quarterback that he was in the past. Yeah, that's true. He just might he might not have that burst anymore um, with the knee. Wasn't that what happened to Derek Carr also? Where like right after his injury, he stopped being a really big time running quarterback also. Yep. He was like yep. afraid to run the ball. And that's when he started getting smacked all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was concerned with Joe Burrow too, right? Remember he had a bad yeah. knee injury. He came back and it took him one game, one game. He found his footing, found his confidence. And then he's just, he's been fine ever since. I think it's the confidence level. Yes. That's, that's the big thing is do you get, do you get scared of, um, of it happening again? Uh, and some guys just psychologically can't recover from that. That, uh, especially if they've never really been hurt in their in their career. Um, you know, if this was your first major injury, you know, and you're in your mid twenties, and then all of a sudden you think, now I'm not invincible anymore, right? Um, you know, like some guys bounce back from it. Some guys don't. Like Cam Newton never really truly bounced back from his knee injury. Mm-mm. Nope. He's, it, he's, he seemed timid after that. So, 
you know what? You bring up a great point. Um, do you guys remember what Trey Lance's injury was? I uh, believe it was, was a major. I believe so. Because that that could actually be a really good, um, I guess, case study to see how he rebounds. Because if he, a mobile quarterback, uh, comes back next year, and because he had it relatively, it happened early on enough that he should yeah. be able to come back and potentially play next year. That if he's at any point hesitant or doesn't believe or loses that confidence, that could just absolutely tank his uh, his, his whole career. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He actually went underwent ankle surgery for a fractured ankle. Oh, oh, he had a fractured ankle. Okay. Well, that might might still might be similar enough. Yeah, it'll, it'll impede his ability to run. But I think a fractured ankle might be a bit different than having your knee blow out. Yeah. Wow. Okay, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. That also hurt a lot of people because he came out real quick and left real quick uh, with a, a a possible high ankle sprain. I haven't seen any more news today or this week regarding it, so that's that's the belief right now. So a week or two. Um, plus, there was a multitude of other injuries that just occurred. Uh, wow. It, at this time of year, that hurts. Like, that sucks. It's one thing to suffer throughout the season, but right come, like for us, selfishly, um, playoff time, you don't want to see your guys go down. Well, yeah, like for a, a, a really good example is you, Mike, with, you know, him being Kyler Murray being your quarterback. Yeah. Your main quarterback. Yes, you've got other quarterbacks on your team. Um, but he was the best quarterback. Yes. And you're on the bubble. And you mm-hmm. need the victory, and you need a victory with lots of points. I do. And you see that guy go down, and you just your heart sinks, thinking, "Oh, there goes my playoff chance." Um, you know, yeah, that would be like one. You're like one of your your top guys going down. Like, let me just take a look here. It was he's got Jalen Hurts and yeah, Justin. Like, that would that would be like Jalen Hurts or or uh, Derrick Henry going down last week. Well, if you remember, that was that was me last season where yeah. I, sh- I had a yeah. powerhouse team of CMC and Derek Henry, and they both go out separate week, like week to week after each other, and then I just couldn't catch a win after that. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. And that that, that's where, just like Derek I said, your, yeah. your heart kind of sinks thinking, oh, yeah. I am not going to recover from this. Yep, and that's how I felt rest of the season. I, I was the sploosh, gurgle, gurgle all freaking season. <laughs> it, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody else is riding that uh, that highway – this yeah. year. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, any other news or notes from uh, from football talk you guys want to – Andrew, you had a good one that you mentioned to me earlier when we were in the green room. Um, which one? Uh, that was the, the Cardinals GM. Oh, yeah. I was just – I was reading on uh, on the score, which is like ESPN for Canada. Um. The GM announced, "I'm I'm taking the rest of the season off because of health reasons." And the first thought that when I saw the highlight, the thought that went through my mind was, "Yeah, you lost one of your wide, your number three wide receiver to injury. You lost your number one quarterback to wide to to an injury to the season. Your guys' season is down in the toilet now. Yeah, yeah, you're you're panicking and you're having a heart attack because your your job is on the line now." So yeah, take your take the season off. That just kind of. <laughs> how... Were they playing on? Go ahead. Sorry? Finish. 
Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, it's just it, the bad timing of it all. The optics just, to me, don't look good. Your team takes a serious hit, and now all of a sudden, oh, my health is is not there. I, I, hopefully his health is okay, but, yeah. you know, it just looks bad to me. Yeah, I was just going to say, were, were they playing on turf or actual grass? Because there's been an issue with turf, right? There has been. Yeah. The uh, NFL Players Association has raised concerns uh, due to non-contact injuries on, on increasing uh, because of turf play. Yeah, I, I want to say we talked about this last season too. Like us in our group, I remember I did a health thing on it, on ACLs and MCLs, and there was a high probability for it happening on turf. If I remember right, I think I sent the article to Mike about it, like two or three of them. Okay. It was from like some doctor or something like that saying that the way you isn't the same as on grass and it doesn't have any give to it. And that's usually why they have a bunch of knee injuries. But, um, but yeah, during the game, I remember I texted a few guys from work. I was like, man, are they playing on turf? Cause to have that many guys hurt, I think even the way they bounce off the ground, isn't natural. Oh yeah. So you can't, you can't, uh, exactly. It's unforgiving. It's almost like playing on green concrete. Yeah. Um, when I play men's soccer, I love grass fields. Mm. I hate, hate, and I don't use that word often, but I hate playing on turf fields. One, when you fall on turf, your skin is gone. It just just rips it right off. Uh, Two, I find it extremely hard on my body. I always get shin splints. And for anybody out there who plays sports who knows what shin splints are, they're not fun. Mm-mm. And the only time I get shin splints, the only time I get them is when I run on turf. The ball doesn't bounce right. It's just, to me, it's unnatural. It looks good. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Terrible. You're right, though, Mike. It's, it, it is one of those things where it's, it, it's not natural. Um, I know they started to, in the last few years, they started to put those little rubber... Um, pellets in to try and make it a little bit more natural and more bouncy, but it's, it's not the same thing. And it's, but what do you do in like a dome? Right. It's tough to have natural grass in a dome. And that's what, that was the counter argument is like, Hey, look, we have some of our facilities. We can't maintain the quality of grass. It's going to look like a baseball diamond, uh, exists here, even though there's no baseball being played in the stadium, because once you tear up the grass, you then have to cut it out and put new sod in to replace it and then start yeah. like watering it. So there's not a lot of time in between potential matchups to really manage grass. It's hard. Like it's, it's high maintenance, yeah. uh, but there's a, there's a certain benefit to that. Yes. Yeah. I know um, our, uh, our stadium here in the city uh, of Edmonton, uh, where the Edmonton Elks play, uh, that is a turf field. And it's an unforgiving field. And they use that little black rubber pellets. And it's, oh, it's 15, 20 years old now. And they they just reseed it with more rubber pellets. And they repaint it and strip it. Like, it's it needs to be replaced. Um, it's like, because I work, I work at that facility on occasion, so I know some of the the facility maintenance people there, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's an unforgiving thing to uh, to play on and maintain. It, it is it's not as maintenance free as you might think. There's things they have to do in the off season during the winter, particularly uh, to protect the field, 
um, it does break down. Well, and, and really, at the, at the end of the day, our, underneath that is concrete. It's not yeah. dirt. So mm-hmm. when you're landing, you when you land on a on a on a grass field, it's dirt underneath. There's some yeah. give to it. There is. Uh, uh, on the on the, the turf, you're landing on concrete, and that's probably where guys get probably worse concussions. Yeah, when their head bounces off of the that's ground. Smack. Yeah, yeah, because you're again. It's when you're landing on the dirt. You know, your your head may you're bounce a little bit. Plowing the dirt. If you remember yeah. when uh, uh, Russell Wilson recently got plowed into the ground this weekend, he came up with real. He came up with real grass and dirt stuck into his helmet. Right? Because his head hit and it dug. Whereas you see other guys hit, they literally hit and snap back. Yeah. Because it's just like a mini trampoline. Yeah. Unfortunately, with Russell Wilson, and you didn't have him on the thing because I don't know if they've, if he's in he the. He does program. have a concussion. He's out for a week or two. Yeah. 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 That um, was a. Me, like, I was watching that game. Because he's not relevant. Yeah. <laughs> no one's starting Russell Wilson or considering that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was watching that game. And he was messed up. Oh yeah, but he, he was. He had the googly eyes when he came up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, um, I've been able to watch um, a lot of football the last little bit, and it's been fantastic. My Lions were on television, like a miracle. Wow, they were on television. I got to watch them on TV. Uh, that was that was a dream come true. Who would have thought the Lions would be a powerhouse though? Like. Yeah, going into Minnesota, or Minnesota's coming as into Detroit, and, and no, Detroit's the favorite, right? Like that's, that's crazy. I mean. Detroit's a favorite yeah. with a ten and two team coming in. They're going in to meet the uh, the the Jets in the Jets Stadium as the favorite. Yeah, yep. the 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 Lions have a good, a, a very good chance of running the table and mm-hmm. and uh, making the playoffs. Making the playoffs, they have a like a, a one in a billion chance of uh, winning the division. Essentially, Minnesota has to lose every game left in the season. Yeah, Minnesota just needs to win one game, and they've locked into the division and they've locked in a playoff spot. So. Yeah, but, but I'm sure uh, they'll come up against somebody with the, but with the Commanders and the Giants mm-hmm. and and the Cowboys and everybody kind of they're going to cannibalize each other. I hope so. I'd, lo- uh, I'd love to so, see my, my, my lines make the playoffs this year. It'd be yeah. fantastic. I mean, at the beginning of the year, we, we, we talked about it, Mike. We thought they were a year away. Hmm. But the reality sure, yep. is it could be this year. And who would who would have thought that that Goff turned this, he turned his year around? Because he, at the game three or four, he wasn't looking so good. No, it was he had one bad game. And that was the New England game where they got blown out. Yeah. Right. Starts the season hot. He's lighting it up, goes into New England and they get blanked. Right. They score no points, couldn't get anything going. And then it was a slow climb back up to like dominance again. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll it's talk just, a little. It's, it's, a, it's, it, it's weird, though, how last year mm-hmm. Stafford was was the shining star out of that trade. Yep. Now, this year, Goff is. Yeah. So it's, huh. uh, let's talk about the future of the Rams with Baker Mayfield. Oh, oh man. Can you believe this is going to happen? What's worse is at work, a couple guys do like DFS bets and stuff like that. And yeah, being from California, you have a bunch of Raiders fans, right? So 
a lot of them are Raiders fans betting on the Raiders to win this matchup. Makes sense, right? Even I think talk to Donnie. Donnie's like, yeah, there's no way. But I told a handful of them, I like, like the Raiders have a habit of losing games that they should win. Mm-hmm. And they do it often. And it's usually like an embarrassing loss like that or like the Arizona game where you're up 30, 40 points going into the half. And somehow yeah. you end up losing it. And I kept telling them and a handful of them are like, man, like we should have just listened. We shouldn't have bet. I think one guy bet like 100 bucks on the game or something like that. So, and, and had he bet the other way, what would yeah. he have won? Oh, uh, probably not, stupid money. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I know it was a lot more than the hundred bucks that he was. He was really excited. He was really rooting for it to the point where, like, I texted them in a group text that we were all in, and like six of them left the text message group because I sent a Baker Mayfield text. So. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, uh, that's that's a great feeling when you can just troll guys like that. Yeah, oh, but I don't I don't think that success is going to, no. um, is going to last there. I I don't want to last. I want them to suck really bad and give my Lions a really good draft pick. Yeah, yeah. I think Baker just went in there with like a hot hand and just hyped up. I, if you've seen him when he was uh, playing as a backup, there's a few times on the sideline where he's like excited, hyping players up, and I think he came in saw the opportunity and just like, Hey, what do I have to lose? Like, let's go yeah. for it. Use so. your moment. And, and you know, and had he taken that mentality in Carolina, yeah, as opposed to being the jaded player going in there, he probably could have done a lot better in Carolina. Well, not to mention, I think we pointed out in one of our text groups that he has a way better line with the Rams than he did with Carolina or even in what Cleveland, in Cleveland when he was over yeah. there. He has a way better line. So obviously he's he's not built to be a running quarterback. He he just Ooh. doesn't look like I think he's a pocket passer. And the Rams helped him out and let him be a pocket passer and sit there and chuck the ball downfield. Yeah. And well that made Ben Skronik and uh, who was the other Van Jefferson it made those Van guys Jefferson. relevant. Yep. Yep. So I mean, next year, next year when they, you know, when they get, when the whole team gets healthy, because they do have some weapons on the outside, uh, you know, maybe he is the guy for them then. It's possible Matt Stafford might might be done, right? Like he might, his career might be over here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they bolster that offensive line even more uh, and find a way to to get him protected and to get him a better running game because I'm still not. I'm still not convinced on Acres, but uh, um, you know, get him some help, and maybe uh, it's still Baker Mayfield, but maybe they could be relevant I, again. I suspect the Rams will be purging next year. Yeah, they don't have the draft capital they need. Yeah, they're probably going to purge a bunch of assets. I would suspect Cooper Cup's going to be gone. Aaron Donald might retire, but yeah. Things are going to change dramatically for them next year, especially if they do decide to keep Baker Mayfield on as their starter, as their bridge quarterback until they find their future. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some league talk. Uh, first thing we're going to do is talk about our sleeper report. Sleeper report. Sleeper report. For you, those of you at home that don't know where that jingle comes from, you guys really need to go out there and check out a show called Octonauts. It's fantastic. <laughs> Kids are going to love it. Yeah, not when you watch it 24 hours a day. 
<laughs> I, feel, I feel your pain. My son watches the same movie episode where there was lots of singing and some slime pie and um, these starfish that come in like a giant wave of like an, like an army and uh, it just they eat coral so they're trying to keep these starfish off this coral reef yeah we watch that one a lot he loves it and the secret to slime pie is slime bet you didn't see that coming mm -hmm. oh mike every generation has it i know every generation oh. I, I i can still rattle off lines from shows my daughter used to watch that yeah <laughs> and there we go um all right so the best manager of the week this week was you andrew congratulations hey. you had 94 percent. well done yes the worst manager ended up going to our friend chervin chervin you had 61 percent accuracy less than points on your bench buddy Now, the narrowest victory goes to our fellow guest, Juan and Gabriel. You guys had a tight matchup. I went yeah. right, right down to the wire. I thought for sure DeAndre Hopkins was not going to pull it out for you with the way uh, uh, he wasn't getting targeted early on, had to come late in the game. But you pulled off the victory. The fumble scared me. Yes. When I saw, when I saw that, yeah. I thought, oh, no. This is it. Because they're going to stop it. throwing the ball to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you did win 146.68 to 138.52 for a difference of 8.16 points. So congratulations on that victory. Which also earns you highest score of the week one at 146.68. Again, congratulations. Woo. So did that put Gabriel as number two on the, the score list? I think it did. And it uh, put me at number three. Uh, I would like to point out that Marvin's team was very pedestrian this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Marvin must be a little bit worried going into the playoffs, knowing his team can put up a pedestrian score and not put him in the high <laughs> six, 160s and 180s like it usually sits at, that it can put up 112 points and be beaten. Yes. But he wasn't beaten. He oh, no. still won. Oh, no. uh, uh, well, let's get down to the the reason why most people come here is to find out the lowest scorer of the week. We dub Poor Man of the Week is none other than like nine-time Poor Man of the Week, Donnie, with 62.78 points. And for that, you get the sploosh. Gurgle, 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 gurgle. Yes, that helped me. Thank you, Donnie. That yeah. did. Um, the whole league. <laughs> except me, the one week that he decides to like ball out and <laughs> yes. beat me and make my life more challenging because I can't make the playoffs because now Donnie's beaten me. Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a couple contenders for that playoff of the week. You see how bad some of those uh, two other guys' scores were? We had a 69 and a 70-pointer. Yeah. yeah. Well, even like yeah, Sherman. It was a, it was a I'm willing to bet Sherman is excited that his spot's locked in because he probably would have lost out this week. There's... Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Sherman's in a rough spot. So is Slick. Slick is not doing well right now. Not in a good way. All right. Yeah. Now, 
I did happen to skip over another segment of the show we called shout outs. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to take a little trip back uh, and do that. We do have one particular shout out I need to get to, but we do a shout out every week. We do this show. And a shout out is someone, something where we shout out to somebody in your league, a specific league mate, a friend, an enemy, someone, a trade partner, someone that you just want to like recognize for something. So this week, we're recognizing Iron Eagle 24, who lost this week in our guillotine league. He did not make the final four. Sorry, guillotine league. My correct pronunciation here. Uh, due to some bad breaks, like T. Higgins. The, uh, the hamstring really did him in. And uh, sorry, buddy, you are now sitting on the pine with the rest of us on the outside looking in. And uh, do you guys have any shout-outs you want to give out this week, Andrew? Uh, not this week. Maybe next week. Uh not this week, okay. Uh, I might, I might have one next week, uh, depending on how how things pan out. Okay, okay. That's... All right, Juan, do you got anybody you want to uh, you want to shout out? Actually, out Donnie because um, in our maintenance league, our, our work league, we actually locked in fourth place in our home league, and a lot of it's due to Donnie being up at night like a crackhead, researching stuff, and all of a sudden in the morning, I have like eight different texts of guys that we want to grab so we're doing pretty decent oh. in that league so oh, all right well, spot already. for iron eagle 24 and for donnie the late night crackhead doing waiver pickups and building an awesome team shout out to you guys excellent now let's get into some league trades our leagues uh, all of the leagues that we're in with Donnie, he runs the trade deadline week 14. That's just, just his standard. So our trade deadline ended essentially at the month, end of Monday night game, which typically, historically, if you guys followed us around last year, there was a bevy of conversations and trades that happened right at the end. Uh, guys that knew they were in, guys that knew they were out, they were spending, selling, whatever the scenario was. Not so much this year. Because things are still so very, very close, I don't think it prompted people to, to make investments. Now, for me, I knew um, because I won last week, I have a shot. I'm not in, but I have a shot. And that shot's going to require me to do something. So I ended up uh, going and acquiring James Conner and a fifth-round pick uh, for a second-round pick that I had from Gabriel. So I sent that over to Josh. Josh got the second round pick. I got James Conner because I really needed to shore up uh, my second running back, especially if I have an injury. And knowing that Kyler Murray is out, I suspect James Conner might have an uptick in work. And he played really well against the New England uh, defense, which isn't an easy defense to run on. And he ran very well. So I, uh, I thought that was, a, that was a sweet deal. Had to take it. What do you guys think? No, that's it. It, 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 um, it helps you out. Um, my my big concern, and Mike, you and I were talking about in the green room as well. Yeah. Um, I even back to his Pittsburgh days. Um, I call him like a glass player. He's one hit from from being out for the rest of the year. Um, some of these guys just seem to have some bad luck with injuries, multiple injury, multiple injuries mm -hmm. in their careers. Um, and he's, he's, he's one of those guys that just doesn't seem to be able to stay, stay on the field for, for a full season. 
You're right. Seems like yeah, he's going to make it this season, though. So. But didn't he I'm, miss I'm a couple of games at the beginning of the year? He did. He missed a couple yeah. of games at the beginning yeah. of the season. Um, but he he powered through, and he's been increasing his ability. Like his scoring has gone up week after week after week after week after week. Right. So upward trajectory. I thought uh, second is more than fair. I just didn't know if I was willing to commit and and pay up for him or pay for him, uh, knowing if I was going to be in if I'm battling. But I thought, you know what, uh, I'm gonna take Marvin's advice uh, from a couple of years ago, and it's like you just got to pay to play. You you got to be in. You got to yeah. be willing to sell out and go for it. So here I am. Uh, I have a first, and I had three seconds. So I, I gave one away, got James Conner. I'll give it a whirl, see what happens. We did have another trade that occurred, and it was between you, Andrew, and Donnie. What did you guys do? Um, well, I was just I was looking at, my, at my, my lineup, and I thought, you know, going into the playoffs, I, I, I just I need another middle-of-the-road receiver in case somebody gets hurt. Um, mm-hmm. I think at one point in time this last week, I had five trades all at one time, like out there, trade offers out there. Okay. Um, just because I needed, I was willing to give up a draft pick for a middle of the road guy just in case. Uh, and Donnie, okay. Donnie, uh, Donnie accepted. Uh, and that was, that was really the, my thought process behind it was I just need a little bit of an assurance um, in case somebody gets hurt right before the playoffs start. Um and he's Josh Reynolds is, I mean, he's not having a stellar year, but he's not having a bad year either. He's uh, let me see where is he at here. Uh, I'm just gonna bring up. Uh, whoops, where did it go? Yeah, so he's been getting some playing time, but are you concerned at all that he's moving down the pecking order? Now that DJ Chark, Amon St. Brown, and Jamison Williams are all healthy and on the field, that that is, um, but again, he's a guy that you know any given week could be a, a ten to fifteen point guy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where I when I when I look at guys, really, that's I, that's my 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 floor is I want ten points out of every guy on my roster, and I should win. Okay, so what did you give up to get this Josh Reynolds character? A fourth round pick. Okay, so you didn't really give up a heck of a lot. Yeah, no, no, I didn't. You got it done? Yeah. All right. Now, we did have some waivers also run. What I found interesting is Slick, who is fighting for relevancy in the playoffs here, paid $51 of his fab to pick up Kevin Harris. Now, I watched that game, and I watched the Kevin Harris touches. I put it in a $0 bid. I had a 50 some dollar bid in there to pick him up. But when they started playing Pierre Strong, I'm like, oh, yeah, Kevin Harris isn't going to touch the ball. Pierre Strong's going to touch that ball. And when Damian Harris comes back, Kevin Harris isn't going to do anything. But you know what? Hey, I'll do a $0 bid. Uh, but Slick, he paid up 51 bucks, got himself some Kevin Harris. And then Josh over there was a big spender. He picked up Chris Moore for a buck. Uh, Chris Moore had a great game for Houston against Dallas. Yes. So he might, he might be someone who's going to be interesting to watch. And then I picked up Jordan Akins and I dropped Foster Moreau. Might as well try and ride some of that success over there in, in Houston, especially if I'm going into the future um, with 
Yeah, with the IR accepting Kyler Murray, I figure I might as well try and try and fill my roster. Um, Josh also picked up Tutu Atwell, dropped Tevin Coleman, and then he picked up uh, Derry Ogumbawale and dropped uh, Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams' hip is expected to return from IR at some point, but don't know when. Yeah, not too worried about that. So yeah, uh, there we go. Dare, Dare, Dara Agubawale, Dare. Um, yeah, with uh, he's a running back for Houston. Oh. With Damian Pierce being injured and going to miss a week or two, uh, the guy might get some touches. Not someone I would start. I think there's probably better options, but hey, you have him on your roster just in case something has to give. Yeah. Right. All right, well, that takes care of trades. That takes care of waivers. I do want to give you guys an updated update of current league standings, and I want to give you some, uh, some breakdowns of what the five of us, six, if you include Andrew, who's sitting in a pretty spot right now um, in the playoffs, to what, what we, we really need to get in. So let me break it down for you. Number one person is Marvin with 10 and 4. Jervin, number two at 9 and 5. Andrew is sitting at number three with eight and six. Juan, you're sitting in the last playoff spot with seven and seven because you have the most points for. Uh, I'm sitting at number five at seven and seven right behind you. Josh is at number six. Gabriel's at number seven. And Slick is at number eight. All of those teams are at seven and seven. Uh, at the nine spot is Bryce. Because I beat Bryce last week, uh, that knocked him out of the playoff race, so he's out. And then Donnie, who is just absorbing all of those poor men of the week awards, is sitting down at the bottom at 2 and 12. So let's take a look at uh, what Andrew, what you need to get in is one win. One yes. win and you're guaranteed you're in. Yeah, you even have a shot at uh, taking second place. If Chervin loses this week, you could surpass Chervin because you have more, po more points at, for. And he's playing Marvin. He is playing Marvin. That's going to be yeah. a tough battle. Okay, but if you do lose, I just want to give you the odds. If you lose, what does that look like? If you lose, the people that could potentially surpass you are Juan, myself, Josh, Gabriel, or Slick. Here's what each of us need to take you out. Juan, you would have to win your week, and you'd have to score roughly 41.55 points to above and beyond what Andrew scores. So if Andrew scores 150, you would have to score 191.55 points. Yeah. So you, <laughs> That'd be yeah, you, you were the closest uh, uh, chasing him. I'm yeah. behind you. I'm 10 points behind you, Juan. So I would have to get 51.39 points. Josh has to get 102 points. Gabriel has to get 205 points more. So I think it's safe to say that Gabriel's not knocking, uh, knocking Andrew out. And Slick has to get 234 points. Come on, Slick, you can do it. So I'm, I'm very, very optimistic. Win or lose, Andrew, you are in the playoffs. As long as your team does not pull a Donnie. Yes. Hang on. You should make the playoffs. So yeah. very confident. So really, it just comes down to Juan, Mike, Josh, Gabriel, and Slick. Those are the five, really, that we're going to focus on, on uh, what it's going to take. And really, it's just a win. 
And if I win, I have to win by scoring more than 10 points more than, than you do one. You just have to win and score more points than me. I have to win and score more points than you. Whatever one happens steals that last playoff spot. Our friends, unfortunately, over there, Josh, Gabriel, and Slick, Josh has to score 61 more points than you or I to get in. Gabriel and Slick each have to score 163 or 193 points, respectively, to get in. So really, that last playoff spot, mathematically, based upon probability, is really coming down to you and I. Yep. Now, if you lose and I lose, then it doesn't matter. Then it comes down to if Josh, Gabriel, or Slick win, because it's going to go down to record, then points. So we need wins to give us a shot. And then it comes down to the 0.4 calculation. Maybe we both get wins and knock Andrea. Nope. That is a possibility, but that means I would have to beat Andrew by 152 points or 52 points. Maybe he has an 80 week and we end up with a 160 ish. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why do you just keep it on me here? (laughs) (laughs) We're dreaming. Let us dream. Let us dream. Don't crush our dreams yet. Just bringing up options. Yes. Letting letting reality of what could possibly happen here. So, yeah, the uh, the outlook that, Andrew, you could be knocked out, that's what would have to happen. You would have to have an under less than 100 point week, and we would have to have a well over 100 point week for that to happen. Now, we've seen it. I don't think your team has been under 100 points this season, have you? No, I don't. I uh, maybe right around the hundred mark once. Yeah, I think but, you pushed uh, the one ten or something like that one time. Yeah, I think that was the Kansas City uh, bye week. Yeah, all right. The Kansas City well. stack wasn't playing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, that's that's what we need, folks. So I realize that uh, Josh and Gabriel and Slick they need wins and they need us to lose. Yeah. We need to win, and we need to win by a lot. Well, it's going to be a tight battle uh, be- between the two of you for that last spot. Um, Mike, yours, you're in my matchup this week. Mm-hmm. Ooh, like from the projection, from the projections, four points. We might be, we might be the narrow, narrow victory. It might be actually uh, category this week. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yeah. well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. Um, Juan, is there anything you want to, you want to add, you want to bring up, you want to discuss here before we move on to the projected draft order? No, not much. Other than I hope you beat Andrew. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> everybody is. Everybody is. Everybody that is. Means, okay. that, that, must mean, that must mean everybody's afraid of me in the playoffs. Well, yeah, you have the <laughs> Kansas City stack, man. That's not. Um, all right. I used to be the Kansas City trio. Thankfully, yes. Tyreek Hill moved to a different team. Oh, I got a story about that one still. Okay, um, we'll, we'll bring it up when we get down to dissecting your team here. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, the draft order as it sits right now would be Donnie with the 101, Bryce with the 102, uh, and we use max points for, uh, for the teams that are uh, not in the playoffs. So if, if the playoffs ended today, as it sits, Donnie would have the 101. 
Bryce would have the 102, Slick with the 103, Gabriel with the 104, Josh with the 105, and myself with the 106. And the next four picks, the 7, 8, 9, and 10, would be determined by playoff performance. Okay? So, uh, I'm, I would love a good draft pick, but I'd love to win and go deep in the playoffs. So, willing to take that risk. Yeah, I think everybody... Everybody would like if you're not going to be the one, two, or three pick, you want to be in the playoffs and you want to you want to go, deep. go deep. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'd, deep. I'd rather I'd rather win the money and have the last pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially with how deep some of these drafts have been, you're still getting good guys at that one ten. Yeah. All right. Uh, so last week's matchups, we're going to break this down for you real quick. Uh, it was myself versus Bryce. Everybody picked me, and I won. So thank you very much for your vote of confidence. Matchup number two was Chervin versus Josh. Everybody picked Chervin except for one guy. That was Andrew. Andrew, yes. congratulations. You picked Josh, and Josh won. Yes. Matchup three was Donnie versus Andrew. You had a puff-up matchup there. Everybody picked you, and you came through. Uh, matchup four, everybody picked Juan, and uh, Juan won. Congratulations, Juan. And in matchup five, it was Slick versus Marvin, and Marvin came out on top. So we all did very well. I went four and one. Uh, Donnie, Gabriel, and Marvin all went four and one. And Andrew, you went five and oh. Congratulations. You were the big wiener that week. Thank you. Thank you. So we're all over 500. Uh, You have actually added in the winning percentage. I have a 54% success rate. You have a 64% success rate. Gabriel's at 65%. Congratulations, Gabriel. Donnie's at 62%. And Marvin is at 57%. Yep. So doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, it's tough to pick a winner when the teams have been so evenly matched. It's been, a, it's been a tough race this year. Yes. Yeah. So I was looking at um, Andrew's schedule or like his yep. schedule for the season, right? So he has two games where he was underneath 100. Oh. And one of them was when he played you, Mike, yep. he only put up 88 points. And then his next oh, one wow. is 89 points. Uh-oh. Ooh, so, yeah. I like where this is going. No repeat. Okay. No so repeat. It's doable. It's, it's doable. doable. It's possible. Okay. So I, I, I'm like the Lions. I got crushed by Minnesota the first time, and the second time, I yeah, destroyed. They didn't, they, did, they didn't get crushed by Minnesota. It was like a freaking field goal. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, hey, you've given me some renewed hope. Now I really want to dissect our teams here. So let's go into the matchups. Uh, as of right now, matchup number one is myself versus Andrew. And we, we've obviously talked a little bit about, um, just a little bit, about the importance of this particular matchup. And I like my lineup. I have one. I have two cho- tough choices that I have been humming and hawing that I'd love to get some feedback on. The first one is obviously my quarterback. With Kyler Murray out, I'm left with three choices. Deshaun Watson, who I luckily traded from you, Juan, so thank you very much for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Goff and Mike White. Now I'm going to give you guys my, my thinking here. Um, I would ideally like to play Jared Goff. One, because it's, it's a homer pick. He, he's a lion. He's playing hot. But he's also playing one of the toughest defenses in football right now. They're good against the run, and they're great against the pass. So if Jared Goff is going to be successful, they're going to have to pass heavy against a really tough pass defense. Now, granted, you've got lots of targets, lots of options. 
That's who I want to play. I want to stick with, stay with the, stay with the Heat. Option two is Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is probably the better quarterback long term, but he, this is his third game back from his suspension. He hasn't really shown anything on the field. He's going against Baltimore, which happens to be a bit of an easier defense to play against. He's at home. Weather conditions are going to be cool, not super windy, but not great. So that's who I currently have in my lineup. That's my, my, my risk play, is I'm playing the matchup, that he finds the magic, he's coming back, it's game three, something's going to happen. My third option is Mike White. If Mike White was truly healthy and didn't have the scare of the rib injury from last week, I would be playing Mike White against Detroit. Because I think he's a good enough quarterback to score points and be effective. My concern is they're covering up the, the injury that he's actually ha he has with the ribs. And it's going to take one quarterback sack or quarterback hit, and he's out. And then I'm playing a quarterback that has scored me three or four points, and he's done for the game. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, I've eliminated Mike White from, from the options, and I'm down to either Jared Goff or Deshaun Watson. If that was your choice, what would you do? For me, I would go Deshaun Watson just because uh, something I read earlier today where um, their coach was saying that they were going to have him throw deep a lot more. Yep. So I like Peoples Jones. I like Amari Cooper. Michigan. So I, I would go Watson just for the chance because you know he's going to chuck it up. People Jones mm -hmm. has been pretty decent at catching that deep jump ball. So it, it's there. I mean, I, I think that's kind of where I would lean to. Okay. Here's something else that I'm also considering. Jared Goff is a pocket passer. Deshaun Watson has a running floor. When he runs, he averages 50 yards a game. No. That's like five points. Yeah. Just, just from him running. So if he scores a touchdown, that's 11 points baseline. So yeah. that's I, for me. Um, uh, all valid, valid points. I would be leaning toward Goff, and the reason for it, they are just the team is so confident right now. They are hot. They they are they're gelling right now. Um. They know what they need to do to hit the playoffs, and that is win out. You got to win to get in. Um, and right now, I, that would be the hand I'd be riding. I wouldn't take the unknown with Deshaun. I would take what's what what the reality is with with the the Lions. Um, I just think it's. Uh, you know, it's 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 a tough one, but um, that would be the hand I would I, I would go with. Okay, like it's. I'm gonna wait. I got some time. Yeah, they uh, they don't play until till Sunday, so what I'm going to do is I'm gonna wait and see what ends up happening with uh, some projections and and see what some other analysts do when their breakout downs come tomorrow um, or Friday. Oh, for sure. You know, it's it, and again, you never know what's going to happen in in practice between now and right. and then either, right? So, 
So that's a tough, tough one. Uh, the, the other thing is um, I have some choices on my bench and the biggest one I, I, I would like to somehow work into my lineup is Marquise Brown. And it's either going to be, I swap out Chris Olave for Marquise Brown or Deontay Johnson for Marquise Brown. But Marquise Brown does not get targeted as much by Colt McCoy historically. Um, Deontay Johnson has got his quarterback back in Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky loves throwing the ball to, to Deontay Johnson over George Pickens. And that was proven last week where, where Deontay Johnson received the target share, the, the largest target share, which was an uplifting moment for me because I own Deontay Johnson in a lot of places. So um, that's why I've got my current lineup has Deontay Johnson uh, Deontay Johnson in it. And I think Chris Olave is still the best option and really the only option out there in New Orleans, especially with Atlanta uh, switching to Desmond Ritter because Marcus Mariota is going on to IR. Yes. What do you guys think? Andrew, I realize I'm playing against you, so it's kind of unfair to ask you that question, but um, Juan, I'll go to you first. What do you think? Juan, would you play Marquise Brown over Deontay Johnson or stick with Deontay? Hmm. I think I'd stick with Deontay. I just like his opportunity. Like I said, he's, he gets targets. At, PPR. And I think with – hold on. Who was it? Marquise Brown, right? Yep. I love his, Marquise Brown. I think Marquise Brown is fantastic. But with Colt McCoy throwing the ball, and we kind of saw what happened Monday night, um, Colt McCoy seems to be competent enough to throw the ball. But Marquise Brown wasn't getting the targets that he needed. He had eight targets, but they were really they weren't great targets. Well, just like so, I have Hopkins, and one of the reasons why Hopkins isn't in my lineup right now is because Colt McCoy scares me. Like just watching them play last this last week, he has trouble getting that ball out. I think his receiving. So that would okay. scare me. Did, did you notice this when Colt McCoy was playing? That he, when he dropped back and the pocket was collapsing, instead of stepping in into the pocket and moving close to the line of scrimmage and allowing those guys to bypass him, he would step further back, allowing yeah. them to chase him? Yeah, yeah right. Like, would, okay, that, that, that was really try weird. And pull back and pull back. I, I kept watching that. And then once he was pulled back too far, he had that weird kind of like, goofy like let me just throw this duck in the air and see where it goes type of pass like, like i'm saying that that's what scares me about hopkins too is i don't even though he's a number one there i don't think he might see targets but can he catch Not those good targets I, yeah i don't okay. i don't think so all right all right i can stick with that um all right well uh andrew i like your lineup you you have the kansas city trio ish you've got uh patrick mahomes isaiah pacheco and Travis Kelsey, Christian Watson, who's super hot right now. You've got Tyree Kill going into Buffalo. That's probably going to be a shootout. You got Zeke in Jacksonville. That's probably okay. Um, and then it's your it's your flex plays. Uh, Hinton, who's getting some action now from uh, Bryce Ripon. Ripon is that how you pronounce his name? I think so. Yeah. And then Tyler Lockett, who's getting some Thursday night action um, against San Fran, and then Paris Campbell. Ooh, stupid Paris Campbell. They lost a bet. He's always up or, up or down, up or down. Yeah. So 
Um, you've got some options, but not great options. I tried con- getting you convinced that you should play some of these crappy options against me, but I realized that's not going to happen. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably playing your best lineup based upon so. recency bias, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, I think this is going to come down to probably the closest matchup of the week. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I really, I, I obviously, I, I'm picking me. Yeah, you're picking you. Um, uh, I need to go another five and all this week, so just keep that in mind, Mike. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, Marvin also picked you, but Donnie, Gabriel, and myself are all going me. So I do have the numbers. Yeah. Juan, do you want to get in on this? Uh, I'll get in on this one. I want, I want Mike to win, but my hope is that we both win and we can both knock Andrew out. Like, oh. So <laughs> I, I think that would make it super interesting. That would be like the oh. best turn of events for our, our league. Like, if if like that happens. You know? <laughs> if, if that happens. Uh, buddy, I'll come over. That happens. I'll, I'm quitting I'm this league. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're oh. get that. A- Andrew has left chat message. Yeah, that's just gonna happen. You'll just see a picture of him flipping a table, and then it's out. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Uh, matchup number two is Marvin versus Chervin. We all know how powerful uh, Marvin's team is. Uh, Chervin's on a bit of a downslide right now, but let's have a quick look. Here's what Chervin's bringing to the table. He's got two as his starter. Barkley, who's who is healthy and was cleared to play. Dalvin Cook, Brandon Ayuk, who's now lonely as the only pass catcher in San Fran. Gabe Davis, he's got Austin Hooper. That's a weak spot. Uh, your tight end is a weak spot. Uh, Travis Hormer, uh, well, that's you're playing against San Fran, not liking the options there. Uh, Christian Kirk, a good choice against Dallas, and then Tony Pollard, excellent choice against Jacksonville. Does he really have another option? Leonard Fournette. Is Leonard Fournette hurt or something? No, he's I there, just, but I don't. He's not seeing the touches. No, he's not seeing I, the, oh, no, the, the production. Uh, I think they're moving. I think Tampa Bay is uh, done. White. I think Tampa Bay is done, and they're going to start playing a bunch of their younger guys. And yeah. oh, uh, he's got Jerry Judy on his bench. I'd be dialing up Jerry Judy with Brian or Brent Ripian, maybe yeah. as a flex play. Yeah, over Travis Homer at least. Yep. Maybe, yeah, that might be the only one I'd I'd throw out there. Well, even his the Gabe Davis is scary. I have Gabe Davis in a few leagues, and I heard that Buffalo's expecting like another big huge. So they might it might be a ground game type of game again. Oh wow! Oh, well, that could hurt uh, Tua as well then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have uh, if you're listening to the show from Buffalo, you guys need to campaign to get a, a dome. Put a roof on that building. <laughs> I, I have family that lives in Buffalo, and I've told them they're big Buffalo fans. I'm like, man, like you guys need a dome on that thing. Like, dude, put a canopy over it. Something I don't know. Like something. Like you, you can. Snow, um, no, but you need to be tough to play there. So yeah, you but, do, man. Yeah. I don't know how tough you can be when you got snow to just underneath the goalpost, like. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's okay. Where you, that's where you take the team and you move it. You, you go and you play in Detroit. Like they did that one. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that, that's what you need. When you have a dome. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm going Marvin. Gabriel, Donnie, and Marvin all went Marvin. Andrew, what's your choice? Oh, I, I got to push for Marvin so that I can move into second. Right, so you have a chance of beating Chervin. Okay. Uh, Juan, what are you going? I think I got to go Marvin. Yeah. It's, I think Chervin has another low week. Another down week? Yeah. Okay. Uh, matchup number three, we've got Bryce versus yourself, Juan. You, uh, you've already mentioned that uh, Buffalo and Miami could be experiencing a, a snowy storm day. So he's rocking out there with Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, James Cook, not liking that pick, uh, Devontae Smith, which is going to be hurt a little bit with Dallas Goddard coming back, George Pickens, who's good but not great now that Mitch Tabisky is the quarterback, Noah Fant, that one's all right, Jeff Wilson, I hear he's injured and not playing this weekend, Debo Samuel is out uh, and not playing this weekend, and then Ty Jones isn't going to play football this week either because Kenneth, Kenneth Walker is going to come back and play. So his options, I think, he just hasn't set his lineup for the week. Uh, Aaron Jones, I think, would be in for sure, right, off his bench. Yep. And Tyler Boyd. Is Boyd? Yeah. Uh, is Boyd? Uh, he was limited. Yeah. No, he was limited today. I think that was yeah, Tyler be Robert Boyd. Skoranek. Skoranek uh, might be a good choice. Might actually be with Baker Mayfield starting. Ben Skoranek got some targets like that. That might yeah. actually be a sneaky start. So I would swap out for sure. Jeff Wilson, Debo Samuel, and Ty Jones for those three we just talked about: Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, Ben Skoranek, and Tyler Boyd. That's who I'd be throwing out there. And on the other side, Juan, uh, Jalen Hurts. That's Scary. Uh, Miles Sanders, who's actually getting some really good work as of late, hey? Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not leaving him out to dry like last year. No. Uh, Derek Henry, who's going to go into Chargers. He should feast. Uh, DJ Chark. Uh, it's a tough matchup, but I think Chark has been, been acclimated and is being used in this offense, so he's going to see targets. Uh, Jalen Waddell, a tough matchup in Buffalo. Mark Andrews. Okay, let's talk about Mark Andrews. He has had a couple weeks of just Meh. Yeah, I don't know if you guys seen my post last week. I, I've been so frustrated with him because, like, the last three weeks, he goes 0-3, 0-4 yeah. through, like, half the game. And it's like, man, like, you're getting looked at, but you're – what's going on? Like, you're not catching something. Up. Yeah. I, I See, I, here's the thing with that team. I don't I don't get how they're – like, they're not – they don't seem to be using their, their big weapons, but yet they're still no, getting yeah. the victories. Yeah. Well, J.K. Dobbins just dominated on the run game. So yeah. He didn't have to. But last week against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, he had 89% of the snaps. He had six targets, only caught two of them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he's getting six or more targets every week, but he's not catching them. Yeah. So is it just bad balls? I haven't watched uh, any any of their games, so I don't know what how he looks on the field. Well, don't they have? I think Lamar's out, isn't it? So it's. Huntley he is out, right? Lamar, so it is right? that uh, Huntley, Huntley. But last year when Huntley was in, Huntley was like hyper targeting Mark Andrews. Yeah. Like ten plus targets. Yeah. It was really yeah. good for him, and now it's like you know what they maybe they don't they did they did they have a falling out personally? Yeah. Or maybe they just haven't worked that chemistry out yet. Maybe. I, know, I thought I'd seen Lamar was coming back this week though. Oh, is that a thing here? I'm gonna go click yeah. on their roster. Let me go oh, see. No, he Lamar missed another Jackson. day of practice. Still sideline. 
Yeah, so that to me, like, if you're missing practice on a Wednesday and it's not like a veteran day, there's a good chance yeah. you're not back this week. I would yeah. suspect him back maybe next week against Atlanta, which he's going to be a great start against Atlanta. But yeah. um, you got to make it there. Okay. But you don't, do you have anybody else at tight end that you would even consider? Because everybody else you have in your roster, like Zay Jones, People Jones, uh, David Montgomery, all good. Uh, no other tight ends, hey? Schultz. Schultz would be the only one. Ooh. Ooh, I actually would play Dalton Schultz. Yeah. I would. Who does Dallas have this week? Jacksonville. They got yeah. Jacksonville. Ooh, that might be a good one for you. What scares me there is Pollard and Zeke. There's my run all over them. Yeah, if they run that score up, like, what's the chance they're going to dump the ball off to Schultz, you know, yeah. that often? So True. My, He's going to get playing time, yeah. Mike, you said it, I think, two weeks ago, uh, a comment that Zeke made uh, about we need Pollard, Pollard on the field um, because it's just it's, – it's, I think they have found their balance yeah. between Elliott, Pollard, and, and the receiving core. I think they have found their balance, and they could be a tough team down the road. If okay, let me let me just expand on that for a quick second. Ezekiel Elliott and the massive ego that he possesses checked his ego at the door and recognized the value of having a fellow running back on the field to spell him off and to work work between however they balance it. Like to me, that shows a lot of maturity and how bad you want to win. You don't have to tear, carry the rock. You don't have to be the guy, but you can be the guy when it's your turn and then give yeah. somebody else that opportunity because you want that win. So, like, and, and, and kind of since that, that was about halfway through the season. Is when, was a couple weeks ago, yeah. And, and since then, they both have put up decent numbers. So doing, you can play each one of them every week. Yeah. They're doing what, they're doing what Cleveland is with, with, yeah, Hunt is kind of, yeah, Hunt's they don't play on like, Yeah. Well, I want to say in one of our other, I think in what's that other one that we we're all in together? Simple Man. No, in No Fun. Is it No Fun? No Fun. Okay. Yeah, I have Zeke and Pollard in that one, and I've been playing. Them. Oh yeah, I just traded. Yeah, I traded yeah, them to them every week. Yeah, I've been playing them every week, probably the last three. Yeah, weeks like it's. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I I don't regret the trade because then what I got Amari Cooper and somebody back. I think so. Well, Josh Jacobs, I think it was. I think it was Josh Jacobs. Yeah. So, like, I'm happy with the trade, but um, I'm happy that it worked out for both of us, right? Because that's kind of what you want out of a trade. We yeah. each get something out of the deal. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So, so now I selected Bryce here with a star. <laughs> I've seen the star. Yeah. And the I'm going to explain to you what, what, what that is. Um, it doesn't give you a chance to change it. <laughs> well, you know it goes, no, no, no. It. That's not what the star means. I think I want Andrew to win now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pick Juan to win because I think he will. But I really need Bryce to show up for me this week and give me a shot because I honestly think I'm going to be – if I end up beating – if I end up beating Andrew – which is not going to be an easy thing to do in itself. Um, unless he decides to like just pack it in with his team. Uh, it's going to be very challenging. 
And that means not only do I have to beat Andrew, but I also have to somehow score more points than one. You know what? I'm not even sure I can do that. Looking at the roster we just went through and what you threw out there, I honestly suspect you're going to score more points than me this week. And knowing that is like, okay, well, then that means I don't really have a shot. So for me to have a shot, I have to believe deep down in my core that Bryce somehow has the ability to beat you this week. Okay. Okay. And... I really just can't sell myself that low to horse <laughs> yeah, well, Like on Bryce's team, the, the one spot that I was somewhat worried about was um, Devontae Smith. But like you said, with Goddard coming back, I think he yeah, loses he, a few touches. So that's the hope. He's going to just, just, lose just enough that he's not going to have that upper echelon elite numbers. He'll have good numbers, but not that that big peak. Yeah. But, um, and the fact for me, that's that, I've heard so. At least get some of those points too. It's it's your flexes that that do it that put me over the top. Yeah. Not not just because you have Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen good matchups. Uh, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, okay. James Cook and Derrick Henry, okay. You have the advantage there. Uh, DJ Shark and Devontae Smith. Well, I'll go Devontae Smith, but you've got Jalen Waddle. If the weather's somewhat decent, Jalen Waddle should be okay versus George Pickens. Let's just say your tight ends are a wash because no one really knows what's going to happen in the tight end world. Yeah. Jeff Wilson, Debo Samuel, and Ty Jones, he's not playing those individuals. There's no way that he would start those guys. And if even if he does swap for the guys that we say, Aaron Jones is his bright, shining light. But I think Darren, uh, David Montgomery, Donovan's Peoples-Jones, and Zay Jones will outscore the other side. Yeah. I just hope they don't, they don't score too much. Just, just, just enough. Just enough. So I'm I'm going to pivot now live on the show, and say one. I'm going to go with you. Wow. Because I know you're I know you're going to win. I know you're going to win. Andrew, where, you, where are you going? Uh, you know what? I was all over. I was all over picking one, but <laughs> you know what? Throughout the year, every time I picked one, he lost, and I've said it on the podcast. He kept. You kept screwing me over, Juan. So I gotta pick. I gotta pick Bryce. <laughs> wow. Okay. Looks like you're winning your, your, your match. match. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is this is where what he's trying to tell you, Juan, is that if he picked you, the you football gods would probably put you into that loss. So he's siding with you by picking yeah. Bryce. That's what he's trying to tell you right now. It's you know, very like a very weird comment. Yeah. Okay. And now, and now, now, Juan, if you win and you beat me by the 50-something points <laughs> and I get knocked out of the playoffs because both of you guys beat me. Yes, you'll see me. Andrew has left the league, but... <laughs> It'll be worth it, I promise. Oh, man. We'll invite you back. We'll invite you back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, match at number four. Uh, what, sorry, Juan, I'm going to let you choose your pick. I'm going to guess you're picking yourself, right? You're not going to pick Bryce in this yeah. situation? No. Okay, cool. I feel All right. like I have to, but I'm afraid still. So. All right. You everybody. It's yeah. true. Okay, everybody picked you, Juan. Marvin, Donnie, Gabriel, they all picked you. So a lot of vote of confidence here. Yeah. The uh, matchup number four, we got Gabriel versus Josh. This is an extremely important matchup, to be honest with you, because 
Uh, both of these guys are vying for the last playoff spot, meaning one of them is walking away as an eight and seven victor. Meaning, if I lose, they're in. Well, if both of you lose, it, they're in. They're in, yeah. So there's there is a very good chance that this matchup could be deciding the the very winner that's going to go into this uh, into the playoffs. That's a very important matchup. Um, let's have a breakdown of what we're looking at here. Uh, Josh is playing Geno Smith, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, Elijah Moore, Chris Moore, recently picked up off of waivers into the lineup. George Kittle, Jarek McKinnon, Brian Robinson, and David Njoku. Does he have anybody on his bench that could possibly be a potential starter? Nope. T. Higgins is out. Is Gerald Everett. Pardon? Is Joe Mixon still? He's got Piran on his. No, uh, no, uh, Mixon is Mixon back. back. Oh, okay. But Piran P- still had a big week last week. He did. He had a really good PPR game. Uh, no, he didn't. Nope. He got a touchdown, but only four four carries oh. for eight eight point nine points. Oh, I thought he so, had a better better game than that. Yeah. So yeah, no, it does look like outside of Drake London, but Drake London coming back to play with Desmond Ritter. Who knows? Anything is yeah. possible. So maybe he's playing his best lineup. Gabriel, on the other hand, he's got Trevor Lawrence, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Mike Evans. Amari Cooper, Evan Ingram off of a massive week. Kenneth Walker, that's a dangerous pick uh, to play Kenneth Walker coming back from an injury against Sam Fran, who's like impossible to run on. MVS, that's not a great pick. And Jamar Chase, which is a fantastic pick. Does he have somebody else that could be? No, he's got, oh, Romeo Dobbs, maybe. Ooh. Ooh. Not a lot of choice here. He's got a lot of injuries. Wow, look at that. his, His bench has been decimated. It has been. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, um, I picked Josh. Gabriel, Donnie, and Marvin all picked Gabriel. Andrew, let's go to you. What are you thinking? I'm, I, I think I, I'm picking Josh as well. Um, okay. I, again, it's his... I think he's got a couple more options and it is so close in the projections. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Josh has a couple of guys on his bench. He could swap out and flip the script a little bit. Okay. So Josh now Juan, what are you thinking here? Yeah. I'm multi beast too. Okay. You're going Josh. So we're a 50, 50 split. Yeah, he just has a lot of green. Now, this brings us to our last matchup. This is Slick versus Donnie. Slick has been on a very, very weird slide the last couple weeks. Uh, He's been vying for that last uh, position of poor man of the week. And um, if you guys recall, it happened to him last year. Yeah. Right around this time. So here's what Slick is bringing to the table. Derek Carr. Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ty Conklin is his tight end, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, and Zonovan Knight. Raheem Mostert might be an option, especially if they're going to be a run heavy due to bad weather. That might be an option to put in. 
and that's it. Oh wow. Okay. And then there's Donnie team. Donnie's team that just nothing. There's nothing left. Uh, Justin Herbert, N- Ken Guangu from Minnesota, Rashad White, Chris Godwin, Sky Moore, Pat Fryermuth, an empty slot. Juwan Jennings, DJ Moore. DJ Moore is injured, by the way. Um, oh, I did put in a full practice today. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then where does he pull Michael Carter to offset the Zonovid Knight? Nico Collins, if he's healthy, maybe. No, he doesn't have anybody else really to put in there. He's going to, oh, yeah, that is not looking good for Donnie. No. Okay. Well, I went slick. Gabriel, Donnie, and Marvin all went slick. Yeah. Wow, we're going to go with you first. What do you think of this go, week? I got to go slick. Okay. Yeah, I got to go the same. The same. Okay. Well, there we are. There's our matchups. It's going to be an interesting week. It's going to be some tense moments. Yeah. I'm going to my sister's wedding this weekend, so I'm going to be missing the Saturday games and a good chunk of the Sunday games and just going to have to live off of the updates on my phone. I'm going to be sweating bullets. Mm-hmm. It's going to okay, drown you'll, with be, you'll be seeing a lot of comments from us eventually. <laughs> oh, I, I fully expect. With I, you know what's going to happen? What's going to really happen is there's going to be comments from either Juan or Andrew, depending on how things are going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here it is. Come Saturday, if I'm getting my ass blown out, you might just see a a picture, a a meme of a guy walking away. (laughs) (laughs) F this, I'm done with all of this. (laughs) Oh, what was that? um... Uh... There was an old Western movie. I think it was called, uh, was it Gunsmoke? Oh, man, what was that called? Where this guy, this cowboy Shane, drives off into the sunset, and you don't know if he's dead or not, but he's kind of slumped in his horse, so you kind of think that he's dead, but you don't know that he's dead. Uh-oh. He just rides off into the sunset, and that's how the movie ends. Oh, That might be you on, on this weekend. Yep. I'll find you that gif. There we go. Okay, so you get to the bet of the week. Oh. This sucked. <laughs> this really, really sucked. It was um, such a weird uh, but creative bet. It was. That the probability of it happening was not that great, but it happened. And yes. it fell to me. So it I was ended a, it was a true winning pick the pick sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you're watching the game Monday night, you're messaging me, oh, my God, I think they just got a pick six. And then, oh, yeah. my God, I think they got another one. I'm thinking, yes. oh, that is awesome because I picked the Monday night game. You did. You picked and the I didn't night. get either one of them. No, because um, they won a fumble. The uh, The first one that happened was I fumble. thought it was um, a pick six where like it hit him and it bounced into the defender and the defender ran it back. Instead, it was like a fumble and he picked it up yes. and he ran it back. The, the second one, though, that they called an incomplete pass. Yeah. That would have been an interception. Yeah. So well, yeah, because they called it an incomplete pass because what yeah. it hit him, and had he, oh, I'm, when he fell to the when he when he fell to the ground, yeah, the, the ball, ball hit the, the ground, ground. Uh, and nobody had touched him. That's why he got up and ran ran it in. But right. uh, 
unfortunately when they called it the incomplete pass which i don't think it was i thought it was one a regular pass and but what have you i still would have lost the week because our tiebreaker was total our points between total points and i think you you had won that anyway i did i did have that tiebreaker yeah so this week well so congratulations mike and Thank that you. puts you two week two week winner in a row yep um nine and, and five you're nine and five um this week i have got a because oh sorry yes claps um because there's so many teams that are having to go for it to get the win we're calling this the forget about the single and go for the two-point win i don't want to tie we're going for the win get the two-point conversion um we're gonna pick all of the games again like we did last week yep and either one of the teams doesn't matter. Yep. Eight uh, they, get a, they get a two point conversion. We get a point out successful, of it. Right? It has to be a successful two point conversion. Yes, okay. successful. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think I was reading online that this year the two point conversion success rate was uh, like twenty nine or thirty percent, something like that. Okay. Um. So, you know, but there's, you know, lots of teams that are going to go for it. So, um, let's go down it, to the, it's, to a, the... it's a snake draft and how we're going to do it yeah. is we're going to use the poor man matchup as our tiebreaker. Yes. You have first pick. Yes. Which matchup are you taking, Andrew? I, uh, you know what? I did no research on this. So oh, I'm really? a fool. No, I didn't. I just thought about this, 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 this oh, man. Bet and, uh, I'm just I'm going blind. Uh, I'm going the Cincinnati Tampa Bay game. So I'm gonna write these down as I go. And Tampa Bay. Uh, let's see where did I put that on my rank? Because I did. When you messaged me that last night, that was my number three pick. Oh, there you go. So last night when you messaged me that, I'm like, well, that's interesting. That's really creative. So I, de- I decided to do some data analysis because I had some time. I was working late. I put in some overtime monitoring system. So I decided to put some time in. And what I did is I found the number of uh, two-point conversion attempts this year and found the number of successful two-point attempts um, this year. And then the number of two-point attempts com- attempted and done by each of the offensive coordinators for the last 10 years. Oh. And then started doing some correlation. And then built myself a little matrix showing, uh, based, doing, doing a color chart. So bright green was like a positive team that, that tries and is really good at it versus a team that doesn't try it at all okay. uh, to a team that, that tries it but isn't good at it. It is, doesn't score very often with it. So in doing that, then I came up with my little, hey, here, here are the, the rankings that came out of that. So because okay. you picked first, I get the next two. So my first two picks, I'm going to take Atlanta and New Orleans. Okay, uh, that's, that's matchup yeah. number one. Matchup number two are the New York Giants and the Washington Commanders. Excellent. Yeah. Those four teams have the highest success rate versus the highest number of attempts. Yeah. Cincy and Tampa, it, it was that third nice solid green bar up on both sides. Okay. 
Okay. Um, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of who it is. Uh, uh, sorry, who was your next one? New York, New York Giants, and Washington. Washington. Yeah. I'm going to go Rams Packers. Okay. Rams slash Packers. <laughs> yeah, and that then was I'm... my number thirteen team. Oh wow! And then I'm going uh, Detroit Jets. And you want. Detroit, Slats, Jets. Uh, Rams, Packers, neither team has tried two-point conversions this year. Really? Wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, Detroit I, I, Jets, my, my thought process is I'm, I'm thinking of like younger younger coaches that like the analytics. Okay. And so I thought, the, uh, I, I thought the, the Rams coach, I thought he loved the, the analytics. Nope. Then you you want I'm not giving them a tip in my hand here, but yeah. So that was number three, or that was number thirteen. Uh, Detroit and the Jets were number seven. That leaves my number four, number five on the board here. We're gonna see if my analytics uh, are gonna pay off versus your your gut instinct. I'm going Pittsburgh uh, and Carolina as matchup. Carolina. Okay. And then it's going to be. Now, I know who it should be, but I don't think it's going to be a close enough game to warrant to warrant uh, two-point conversions. So I'm going to go with my next pick, and I'm going to say Dallas and Jacksonville. Okay. Because that game might actually be closer than, than we expect. I'm going to go Casey and Texas. Casey and Houston. That one was number 12. And uh, Tennessee and LA Chargers. That was number nine. That's a good one because I think that one might actually be close. Okay, so I'm up now. Well, then that, that leaves me with. Then I'm going to go Philly and Chicago. I don't think it's going to be a close matchup, though. Uh, if somehow Chicago can make it close. I can see them going for some two pointers. And then I'm going to go Arizona and Denver. Okay. Okay. Um... San Francisco and Seattle. San Francisco, Seattle, they were last on the list. Neither wow. Team <laughs> Neither team tries. If this is any indication as to how my week's going to go, you guys are both making the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Baltimore and uh, Cleveland. Baltimore. Oh, if I could use L's. Baltimore and Cleveland. That was my number 10. So that was next on the list. All right. So here now we're getting down to the nitty and the gritty. You've already taken some, some crap ones from me, which is great. Uh, so I'm going to take the, the best of what's left. 
My number 11 choice is Indy versus Minnesota. Minnesota, historically, has been the number one team for two-point conversions. Wow. By, like, by a landslide. Like they, they, they attempt the two-point conversion the most over the last 10 years by any team by a, a massive margin. Uh, Indy, on the other hand, doesn't. And I don't suspect that game's going to be super close. Uh, then that leaves me with the Minnesota, uh, Miami and Buffalo. Ah, what's going to be my next one? Which, if it's bad weather in a running game, it might be close for, for comfort here. So maybe. That leaves you with New England and Las Vegas. There we go. Which, if you can guess it. Probably dead last. Neither, neither team. Yeah, that's number 15. Neither team. Does uh, does yeah, two Bill, that's why, like, I like I was saying, I was trying to think of younger coaches that might the like the analytics. Um, and Belichick, that is not him <laughs> using those kind of kind of numbers, not the way they yeah. play. Well, that is the bet this week. We're going to do a two point conversion going for it all. Yeah, curious to see how this one plays out. Should be fun. Yeah, and then if somehow, some way, we are tied, um. Yeah, we will. Uh, our poor man matchup. We will use our our poor man matchup. Um, that will be an a, a, an interesting one. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. Yeah. Thank you for coming up with a very creative challenge this week. Yes, I need to get back on the winning streak. I think I pretty much need to win out. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to win quite a bit because I I essentially have the advantage with the the nine win. Yeah. Um, you have to do the extra double bets now. Beers and wings, baby. Beers and wings. That's right. Well, that brings us to the end of this particular show. We greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. We realize this episode gets a little bit longer, but that's because we had a great special guest coming in and talking with us and helping us dissect some of the stuff that's going down in our league. Uh, Juan, I, I love the enthusiasm and the energy you bring. I never considered both of us kicking Andrew out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you planted a seed. Now we're going to need I, to nurture it and watch it grow. I really hope we're texting next week and me and you are in the playoff and Andrew's oh, nowhere to be found in the chat. Oh, man. <laughs> You'll just see a little picture of me sitting on the, on the curb crying. <laughs> I guess that, that would be like the definition of our entire league at that point where – Somebody that should be in it all of a sudden gets knocked out last minute. Poor, I, I think like the crazy bit would be, you guys both win first round, and you guys are in the finals together. Playing each other. facing off. <laughs> you know what? That's when you're looking down the barrel of some very powerful teams, Marvin, for example. That's what you're hoping for. You're you're hoping for a really off week, and he's had a couple yeah. this year. Yeah, that he had a slow start. He did yeah. Well, I'm I'm not too afraid of Marvin because we're one and one this year. So oh, I beat him go. the first time we played. Yeah, and he beat me the second time. So I I wouldn't mind if it's me and him, and I can finally knock him out. Somehow. Oh, settle settle that that matchup. Yeah. Okay, okay, so here's the scenario I want now. Then. <laughs> okay. I beat you, Mike. Mike, you're out. Juan, you get in there. You knock uh, Marvin out. And then you, I win. You beat Chervin. I beat Chervin, and then he's you and I in the final. 
Hey, I, I'm, I'd be good with second place if that's what the way it works. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> then, I, then I put no. the right name underneath my <laughs> okay well hey you know you, if you guys both make it you could split the pot let the chips fall where they may and be co-namers of donnie's team and uh league picture next year yeah oh that would be fun that yeah. would be all right folks what's it for this week thank you again for tuning in uh tell your friends tell your family uh get them to like our show leave us a review you can find us everywhere you can find a podcast we upload this thing every thursday morning uh, so come back each and every week to stay tuned to what's going on in our league. It's getting very exciting. There's lots of drama. Uh, so good luck this week and whatever it is you guys need. If you're in your playoffs, good luck. Otherwise, have fun getting ready for next year. Don't tune out. Stay, stay engaged. Follow along. Uh, cheer your guys on. Uh, throw some trash talk out there. Just keep it fun and interesting. Dynasty is a year-round endeavor. It's not over when this season ends. All right? From one poor man to another, remember... If it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Good night, everybody. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Good night, guys. Thank you.